0: On this episode, Dude and Tyler take a break from the bourbon and finally pop open the four different hive ready-to-drink cocktails that we have had sitting around for a few months. Find out what they were and what they thought on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you want to support our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to buy some of our custom bourbon gear and support the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I am Duke I'm joined by Tyler Schaefer. And today, you heard it right, Tyler Schaefer is back. So for Tyler's return, we're actually kind of going to take a little break from the bourbon today, and we're going to have a ready-to-drink cocktail. Um, And we're going to do four of them from the same company. This is a company called uh, Spirited Hive. And basically what they use is uh, honey, um, organic honey, to kind of, uh, uh, I guess, sweeten up or, or whatever their cocktails. So each one of them, they use honey, uh, but it's a, each one of them is a little bit of a different uh, uh, take on a cocktail. So we're going to go through those, catch up with Tyler since he hasn't been on. He's been traveling with his, uh, with his job for the last few weeks. So we're going to go through these and just kind of, uh, you know drink them and see what we think and uh and just talk about catching up. So uh what have you been up to, man?
1: Oh, uh, last week I was in Michigan.
0: Yeah? Yep. And you went to Tyler's honey hole, right? Yep. Anything?
1: Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I got your
0: text. I was excited. I was I was ra- waiting for maybe something, you know, good. Yeah. And you're like nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the the uh, the guy I know, he wasn't working. Um, he typically doesn't until later in the evening. I think his brothers there earlier on. Um, but you know, they when I say that there was nothing, there wasn't. There was good stuff. Yeah, like they have good stuff there. Um, but just you know, nothing that you know me and you would have wanted to spend the money on. Right. You right. Know, I get. So. It.
0: So before we get a little further into this, let's, we've got four of these to get through. Uh, the first one is their lemon, which is uh, lemon, juniper berry, and honey. Uh, the base uh, liquor for this is gin, and it's a gin-lemon cocktail basically mm. what it is. So it's, uh, they use um, gin. It's a, it's a gin base sourced from New Haven, Missouri. Um, their gin lemon cocktail uses a hundred percent all natural ingredients, including organic wildflower honey, which I believe is in every one of their ready to drinks, uh, for a touch of sweetness, sure to impress any spirits lover,
1: um, Very fresh nose. So, so that's the first one. And I'm not a big gin person.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing about these. And I, I had some the other day and to me, they almost, they're a little carbonated. They come off a little bit like a seltzer to me. I'm not a huge seltzer fan because I almost feel like it's, um, I saw a meme that described this really well, so I'm going to steal the shit out of this. But basically, it's uh, watching a static channel on TV while someone in the other room is yelling a flavor at you. Yeah. That's kind of what a, a seltzer is, you
1: know? <laughs> um. Well, I think there's different levels to seltzers as well. There are. Like, there's... um, And what do they call them? They're not technically seltzers. They're more of... um. Like the, I think like the uh, like the Bud Light Seltzer. I don't think they're actually seltzers. They're, what is it called?
0: Like a cider maybe? Or? No,
1: um, it's like a, not a malt liquor. Uh, maybe like a malt beer, whatever they are. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Um, I forget the name. I forget it.
0: Yeah, figure it out while we're talking. But um, did you do anything fun for the Derby or for Cinco de Mayo?
1: No. No, I got I got two kids. I don't do anything fun. Yeah,
0: I mean this year Cinco de Mayo was uh, on a Friday, so uh, Trina and I were actually able to go out and enjoy. We had uh, uh, a couple of pre-made cocktails I made here. I, I the the drinks that I made last week for the mm. episode I made for her. She enjoyed, and then uh, we just kind of went out to a happy hour and enjoyed our uh, having a, a couple drinks. And uh, it was it was low key because I have to get up on Saturdays and coach, yeah. so we can't do anything crazy on Friday nights, but.
1: Uh, I'm trying to uh, so this uh, speaking of kids how awesome was it speaking of kids I mean (laughs) uh, good segue speaking of kids that ruin your life um, (laughs) good stuff uh, what age do you think that they didn't run your life 18
0: like when did when did it start that you felt like you were getting some of your life back
1: in a way not that i don't feel like i don't have it but i i feel like i don't have the freedom to I be like i would say middle school middle school
0: like 6th 7th and up
1: where they where they can watch them themselves yeah you can really. leave them
0: home alone for you know little brief periods of time you don't feel so bad maybe if if you and the wife want to go out for a drink on a friday night you know you're not abandoning them or anything. You know they're they're self sufficient. You give them dinner, then you can go out and have some yeah. fun. Um, they're even old enough to potentially like help take care of the dog or something at that point. Um, the other thing too is you know, I think if you're one of those coach like dads that coaches their sports, that's about the time that all stops too. So you get some of your life back from that regard. Yeah. Um, and now you're you're letting basically the the high school or the school itself do the coaching, um, sure. unless they're in some sort of like club sport or something like that, okay. which happens, like baseball. Even when baseball ends, you know, you'll still do travel baseball. Did in the you summer. always
1: feel the need or want to coach Bryland's teams, or sometimes was it? just... I
0: didn't at first, but I became that way because my son, my oldest son Jacob, I didn't coach his sports, and I regretted it because every one of the coaches that coached him were there to coach their kids. Yeah. And I did the same thing, but I did not coach that way. I coached everybody. I coached – my son rode the bench a lot. When I coached, if he wasn't – he sat on the bench there. When we were playing basketball, he didn't even start the the day that you helped me coach. Like he doesn't start. He didn't start every game. If he wasn't playing the best, he wouldn't start. Yeah. and I And in fact, I'm the type – I feel like anyway, that I'm the type of guy that – there were a lot of times I didn't start my son even though I felt like he should start mm. just for the reason to not make it look like I was coaching there the for nepotism. my son. Yeah. And, you know, but I, I will say that I feel happy that I did coach him because I felt like he got true coaching. Sure. Um, when I watched other kids coach my oldest son, the other kids were an afterthought. It was almost always for the coach's son. Yeah, and that pisses me off. Sure, like it's if, you know I, it's great that you're volunteering your time, but if you're volunteering your time, make sure you're giving every kid. Not every parent has that time constraint, you know, that time ability or availability sure. to to go out and coach their kid.
1: And so it's like a pr- it's a privilege for sure. Like, <clears throat> well, you you, you should get view the benefit.
0: Your, your kid gets the benefit of you coaching, even if you don't show nepotism because you're you're able to talk to them after after coaching and after things and explain some stuff to them and break some stuff down and and for brylon and i I think that was a great thing to our relationship it allowed us to kind of connect in a way outside of just regular family with jacob i still that's one of my big regrets for him is i didn't coach any of his sports yeah because i didn't think i was capable of it until i saw them coaching (laughs)
1: And then you're like, I I
0: I could have done this, and I would have done it better. Yeah. And then there's also soccer. I never I played soccer, but I never played it to the level where I felt like I could have coached it. Now football, basketball, baseball, I did, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel that way about soccer. But then after the fact, I was like, Fuck, I could have coached that. Yeah. I could have coached that easily. I mean, it really isn't that hard at that age to coach it. No. And because you know there are some strategies and things like that, but I could have learned less at those those age and basketball and things like that are very similar from a strategy standpoint because the way you're moving people around the, you know, the field or whatever. But I don't know. I just, I still feel bad that I didn't do it. I should have, I should have done more from a coaching perspective with him and I I just never did. But in hindsight, you know, that's the problem. It was all hindsight. So what do you think of this, uh, lemon, It's Uh,
1: fresh and I'm not a gin person, but I'm not
0: either, but I, I actually like this. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was trying to look up, um, so it says most alcohol seltzers are, are gluten free, but sometimes they have like a, um, this is just kind of one of the things, but, um, they're more of like a malted, it's like a malted beer almost. Yeah um versus like obviously these are like a true hard liquor that's put into them.
0: Yeah, and I don't know like the percentage I think alcohol in these is like 7%. So it's almost like a beer, you know. So it's not like it's anything crazy yep. liquor wise. Um and but I can taste the honey, which is interesting. Yeah. Um and, and, and I you can said taste there's like a eucalyptus, the lemon. Um so it was Lemon juniper berry and honey. That's okay, that's probably what I'm thinking of. But I'm tasting the lemon and honey for sure. Sure. Um, I don't know that I taste the gin. It's not that strong from a drink persp- yeah. drink perspective, but it's still pretty good.
1: Nice. You ready to dive in?
0: Yeah. So the next one we can either do. We're going to save the bourbon one for last. Um, but the next one we can do is either a tequila.
1: Let's do Or tequila. A cranberry lime uh, vodka. Let's do tequila. Okay. Tequila. Do the tequila one.
0: So I'm going to open that up. These are canned, and I do believe – I feel like I got pre-releases of these because they are not – whoops. Um, They're like paper. Like feel the – It's just a matte. Yeah, but if you look at the pictures, they're metal. They're metallic. It's almost like a metallic print. So I feel like I got these pre-released. So like look, if you look at this one, that's matte finish. Look at that. Like it's a metallic. Yeah. I feel like these are, and it feels like paper over top sure. of a metal can.
1: So they could have been for sure. And well, yeah. If you look at it, the top is
0: it finishes all the way to the top.
1: Yeah. Versus the,
0: mine, you can see a metal can underneath. Yeah. The,
1: so they might have aluminum or whatever. But yeah,
0: and it feels or like just paper. When you feel yeah. it, it feels like paper too. Yeah. So uh, I may have gotten pre-releases, but uh, so this one is the tequila based one and it is fresh
1: nose on this too
0: yeah i think they're all going to have that kind of a because this is ginger lime and honey Mm. with tequila so
1: i like that combo
0: yeah and it says made using blanco tequila which is i think from a sipping perspective i prefer blanco or reposado not anejo that's not my thing um
1: i don't know anything about them
0: Anejo's the darker one yeah that's like your regular Jose Cuervo what, uh, um, Reposado's a little bit lighter it's like uh worm.
1: the I had the worst experience on uh, whatever one has the worm at the bottom
0: oh I don't know which one has the worm at the bottom but uh, we hit
1: the worm. It was,
0: Did you eat the worm? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's a hallucinogenic, man. Yeah.
1: Hey, we, we found out. Me and <laughs> me and one other person split a bottle. That's, Are you kidding me? It was in college. It was. And you the wor- split the worm too? Yes. Oh my god. This is the worst. Decision I didn't even know you life. could
0: buy one in the U.S. that had a worm in the
1: bottom. It was a long. I mean, I mean, we're talking, ten plus years ago.
0: Well, fair enough. So uh, this one says made using Blanco Tequila, sourced from uh, Jalisco, Mexico. Uh, This unique cocktail is one of a kind. It says one of kind instead of one of a kind. Uh, Infused with ginger, lime, and organic wildflower honey. It says when you taste it, you will know immediately what cocktail comes to mind. I'm assuming this is meant to be like a margarita. Just based on the description.
1: It's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it is. I think it's very it's, margarita-ish, except for it's carbonated.
1: It's very crisp. I actually like it. Like if I had to drink a tequila yeah, like drink, a, I would prefer this because yeah, I'm not a big. Tequila but I person. think
0: there's a lot of tequila familiarity to it, but it's less alcohol percentage and it's got that carbonation, which I think is giving you that crispness. I
1: would like to compare this to the new High Noon one because High Noon started using tequila in theirs. Did they? Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. We, should, I, we could have done that.
1: Could have. We could, could still. Have, have. We, could,
0: we could get a high noon. We have three more cans of this left. Good. We could do something like that. This Good. isn't bad,
1: though. Yeah. Do you like margaritas? Um, so, I, I feel like my, from everyone that's had them, uh, apparently my grandma makes one of the best margaritas they've ever had. And it's like a true... Like super simple... I don't know about that, but I just know it's incredibly potent and it's like not, um, sweet or any of that. It's not like your yeah. slushy marg. It's like your uh-huh. fucking.
0: Like authentic y- style yeah. margarita. Sure. Yeah. I I like, there's a couple so- in town. There's a, uh, there's habaneros they're, they're margaritas. They're a little sweeter, but they're outstanding, but they're very potent. Yeah. And then what's the other place that's in that new landmark, uh, It started in Upper Arlington. There's one there, too. Um, It's a taco place. Uh, It's right there, man. I don't know. You've never been there? Where is it? It's in the landmark place. I don't know where a landmark is. So as you're going um, on Cemetery okay it's those new apartment complexes off to the left when you go through all the roundabouts and you're going oh towards Kroger. i see it's like that
1: landmark uh and it's
0: got the. i, I know in what in you're background. talking about
1: but i didn't know there was any retail in there
0: yeah there's a whole bunch there's a rita's uh there's a uh donut place in there and then there's also it's like daylight donuts or something and then there's that uh yabos yabos tacos is in there mm. yabos. which started in upper arlington yep.
1: yabos is pretty good right
0: generally but they changed
1: they used to be better
0: yeah. now that they've franchised out or that they've extend expanded out i don't like them as much as i used to um but their margaritas are outstanding
1: yeah All interesting right. i like this
0: yeah i think this is good too um huh yeah this is nice
1: the ginger is really nice i don't
0: Yeah, I don't I don't dislike ginger. I'm I'm a big fan of ginger. In fact, that's what got me into bourbon was ginger with my uh, with my uh, bourbon. So. um, So we've got uh, Josh Marks from a previous episode when we were in the bourbon trail. Um, And we've got um, Ronald, who was also on that same trip and uh they're both talking about how good they make their uh what do you call it um sazeracs and i'm trying to see if they can maybe come on an episode and do a sazerac cocktail competition mm. between the two of them okay i think that would be fun have you ever had a sazerac cocktail
1: <sighs> i have I i've have. never i've never had one yeah but i couldn't tell you what it is you can tell me no, I'm
0: <laughs> no, I know. I don't. I don't know what all's in it either. But uh, I'll tell you, Brett hasn't shut up about it since he's been back from New Orleans. It's been like nonstop sazerac, this sazerac, that. He yeah. loves them. He loves them. So this is, yeah, this is crisp. I, I think that's the best way to describe both of these drinks. They were very crisp. They're again, you know what I see this as something that you're sitting by a pool on a hot day, just drinking. And you're starting early. You don't want to get drunk early in the day. Yeah. And you're just throwing it. It says best served over ice. You know, you're just pouring it over some ice. You're having uh, or, you know, out of a really, really cold cooler, you know. But these are these are pretty damn good mm. so far. I like that. Yeah. I'll tell you, I had two of these the other night and I wasn't super impressed with them.
1: So maybe it was just uh, that day. I will say, and I don't know if this is, depending on the person you are, whether you like this or you don't. There's just a hint on the flavor profile of the alcohol, like just yeah. The hint. You're
0: right. The honey and the other flavors come like, out more than yeah. anything.
1: Like these are what seven percent you said. Yeah, you would get hammered before you knew you were drinking alcohol. You were drinking alcohol, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I will, I will say the honey is very evident. I can taste the honey in every one of these drinks. And then I can taste whatever that like uh complimentary flavor is like the lemon and the one, the ginger in this one it's, it really comes out in the drinks, yeah. but you're right. The actual alcohol or the liquor or the spirit or whatever you want to call it. I'm not really getting much from it.
1: Yeah. Like could you really tell that that was a tequila drink like that much? There was a
0: hint of a margarita to it, but, <clears throat> but not enough to make me, if you blinded this to me, I don't know that I would have picked out that it was yes. tequila.
1: Well, so I'm, these last two I'm really interested to see because I think both of us would, would spot that right away.
0: Well, the bourbon probably. Um, but, but here's the thing with the bourbon when it has rosemary as the complimentary and I don't know, it almost overwhelms the Mm. drink and that, that might be why I didn't like it. I'm okay with rosemary. I'm not a, I like rosemary with like my meat, you know, like if you're, if you're rubbing or, uh, you know, doing something with your meat and you use rosemary, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're letting it sit overnight with some rosemary and then you're like, that's one thing, but in a drink, I'm not sure. I I don't know.
1: Sure. What have you been up to?
0: Well, I mean, to be honest, it's been
1: a nightmare. Still a wild couple of weeks with, with banks obviously. And then the renovation. Yeah. The, the,
0: all the contractor nonsense has been a nightmare. Um, getting people to actually come out. Um, we're finally now to where we have the plumbing done. We've got a contractor coming out, uh, to start the work in the middle of May. And when he does, he's doing all the rest of the
1: work. Yeah. So I, I will say, I know we've talked about this a number of times as far as like eco plumbers and their, and their pricing. Um, a lot of the feedback that we got from like, from, customers too was that's one of the reasons they were okay paying a higher end price is because we showed up when we said we were for the for the most part yeah. you know um you weren't having to wait like months down the road for a project or you well, didn't I hear from the, anyone the
0: plumber was the one who got back to us quickly yeah and that's why he ended up doing the work was because the contractor we were trying to work with we were trying to have him do all of it let's show he, that And he just wasn't getting back to us. Yeah, And so we went ahead and contacted a plumber that was a friend of a friend or something, recommended from a friend or whatever you want to call it. Showed up. And um, he replied back almost immediately, and that's why we went with him. Yeah. And so we went with him, and the original contractor, I bet you like a day or two later, finally got back to us.
1: (laughs) Were you like, sorry. And I was
0: like, hey, take off the plumbing stuff because we got a plumber to come out and do it. Yeah. because you weren't getting back to us yeah i said but if you're willing to do the rest then you're you're hired i mean we we had gotten high recommendations from him yeah but and he was just like man i i'm so sorry he's like i j- it's just been so busy yeah he's like i'm doing so much stuff and then you know it's i think sign, he, i think he's doing most of the work himself too
1: yeah sure. So but anything else filling the cracks there
0: well, I mean, so that between that and Banks, that's been my life for the last month. Yeah. You know, um, that was tough. Uh, it was right after my birthday that we found out he had cancer, and, you know, I, that, that was rough. So we spent a lot of our time trying to make the, his last days as comfortable as they could be and and, sure. f- and memorable for us and for him as they could be. It's tough, though, because dogs can't advocate for themselves. They don't have yeah. a voice. So you don't know if they're in pain. You don't know if they're I mean, you know when they're happy, they're wagging their tail, but even when they're happy, they could still be in pain. Sure. And the day before we had to put him down, he was out in the street playing with dogs, wagging his tail. Oh
1: yeah, it's always He was having fun. Yeah.
0: And then the day that we had to put him down, it was a very very quick um decline. I I noticed he wasn't moving around nearly as much in the morning. And he was at the point where one of his legs, he had an ACL tear and the other leg, he had a, he had a, basically a, um, yeah. what, do you, what do you call it? Just a dead leg, basically. In yeah, the front. We,
1: we got there with um one of our family dogs because he, we, we didn't know what was wrong, but he, he ended up having a tumor wrapped around his spine.
0: That's how Aspen was.
1: Yeah. Before Bella. And, and he just stopped walking. We're just like, are you? That's, Are you not feeling that well and and at the time and I don't know what they cost now I don't know what if you had to pay for this whatever, but my parents forked over five grand for an for an MRI and then it was like it was like it yeah. was like the next day it was like you have to put your dog down so like it was like
0: fuck well, it wasn't quite like that for banks it was x-rays
1: yeah and they said luckily,
0: you know luckily air quotes that they can see tumors on lungs with x-rays yeah other places not so much but sure. on lungs they can um and so that's they were able to see the tumors in his lungs and said hey this tumor is huge plus there's a whole bunch of little ones throughout his lungs yeah not good um we don't know how much time he's going to have he ended up lasting another two weeks but basically the morning that we had to put him down we by this point we were carrying him outside. He had a he had a basically a, a leg that just wasn't working plus his ACL. Um but it, but his leg that wasn't working was his front right, his ACL was his back left. So mm-hmm. they were opposite of each other. So he could kind of hop around a little bit. Um but it just went like it, it filled up with fluid and it went uh I don't know what the word I can't remember the word for it, but he bas it, he just couldn't use it. Yeah. And um so I was carrying him outside and back in for his last week of his life. Yeah. But he was still like hopping around. He was stubborn as shit. He was still hopping around when he could. Sure. And like the night before he he was put down, he was outside in the street playing with some neighborhood dogs and wagging his tail, having a good time. Then the next morning we were taking him in walk, on walks with a cart, yeah. putting him in a cart. And he was just – he was enjoying it. You could tell. I don't know how much pain he was in during this time, but he was enjoying the walks. You could just tell. Cause he was, we'd ask him if he wanted to go for a walk and he would get up and he would get in the cart himself. We put it at the porch yeah. and he would walk into it. And then we came back from that walk in the morning. I sat out on the porch while, so he could stay outside longer. He stayed in the cart. He fell asleep in the cart while I was drinking coffee on the porch. And, and then later on that day, he just started declining quickly And by the, and up to that point, he was eating every meal, like excitedly. Yeah. Like he was plowing through his food. So at four o'clock is when we feed him. And I was at the gym getting ready to coach and uh, Trina puts some food in front of him and he kind of started to eat a little bit of it, but he just kind of wasn't showing the interest and he laid his head down on the side of the bowl. And then she came, she walked away and came back And she could just tell, she's like, yeah, something. So she's texting me. She's like, something's not right. He's not, he's not wanting to eat too much. And then she looked closer and he had blood bubbling out of his nose Mm. and he had lung cancer. So, I mean, it was, yeah. So we, she calls me and I immediately had to call and get subs for the rest of the night and came home. We took him to med vet and, uh, they were like, yeah, it's time. Yeah. And, uh. But I I truly believe we didn't do it. We didn't wait too long. I was worried about being super selfish, you know, that we wanted him around, you know, and we'd keep him around longer than we should. And I don't think we did. I think we kept him around because, like I said, the night before he was wagging his tail, playing with dogs. Sure. Um, He was still having some, and not to say he wasn't in some sort of pain. Yeah. But the hardest part about the entire thing putting him down was as we're putting him down like he's looking at us sure he knows like he was still there mentally yeah that was the hardest part for me sure that's the part that's going to like haunt me is not the right word but it's going to be
1: was aspen not like that really
0: she kind of was when we so we went that was over thanksgiving and we went to um Trina's daughter had to work that weekend. So she stayed back and watched Aspen while we went to my, my aunt's or my sister's house, Mm -hmm. their aunt's house. Uh, went to my sister's house for the weekend. We went there Wednesday night, came back Friday. And in that time, Aspen was also on a steroid because she had the tumor wrapping around her spine. Um, And then when we gave her that, steroid, she became a puppy again. She was playing. She was fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. Or just short of fourteen years old. She would have been fourteen in December. But um she was playing, you know, bouncing around like she was like a little kid again. Like it was she was having a blast. And then Trina just had this weird feeling on Friday morning. It's like, I want to get back for Aspen. You know, it's, and we're like and we had uh we had cameras in the house for the for her at that point. We don't ha- I don't know what happened to those, but we don't have them anymore. They were kind of part of our ADT thing. Yeah. And um, so I look on the camera, and it's like 10 a.m., and normally we're doing like our Black Friday shopping and stuff at that time on Thanksgiving up in Toledo, and Aspen's laying in the middle of the floor, not on her bed, just in the middle of the floor, and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had banks – at that point. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, we'll wait a half hour. You know, we got ready for the day, check back on the camera. She's still laying there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's not, so we rushed home. It's a two hour drive. We got back in like an hour and a half. I was flying. Yeah. And, uh, Trina's like freaking out. She's like, Oh my God, you know, she was just fine. You know? So we get home. She's still on the exact same spot. Her eyes are wild like and then as soon as we walk in the door they kind of she she recognized us. I think she felt a little better. Like I almost felt like she was holding on to make sure she got to see us, mm-hmm. kind of thing. <clears throat> we grabbed her, took her to MedVet and they're like, yeah, they're like, look, you've got two options. One is surgery. She was 14 years old. Yeah. One is surgery. We don't know if it's even going to do anything. She may not wake back up again. Yeah. Um we don't even really know what's going on, but we think they knew that she had a tumor because mm-hmm. they had already scanned her and, and gotten a tuner, tumor and um, and they're like, we don't know if that'll even do anything. She might last two days after the surgery. She might last a month, but she's not going to last very long. She's you know already older yeah, and sure. all that. And they're like, she may not even survive the surgery. So they're like, we recommend, we don't normally say this, but we recommend you just go ahead and put her down. And we're like, yeah, okay. And then at the time, they, they give mm-hmm. you... So they do a, a couple things. They lay them down on the bed. Mm-hmm. They bring them in to you. They <clears> run like a... It's almost like a, a numbing type of medicine through them, and then they run the medicine through them that puts them to sleep, basically. Sure. That stops their heart. When they ran the first thing through her, she kind of immediately calmed down, and from that, that was the first time from the time we got home until then that she actually looked at us like she recognized us mm. and she looked calm and that's, that's tough because like all the pain went away Yeah, and now mm-hmm. she's kind of there and she can see you. Yeah. But then in my head I'm sitting there thinking, well at least you're there to be there for your dog, you yeah. know, and they get to see you before sure. you're passing on. So I don't know.
1: I, I, uh it's tough. Cause I, I, can't I talk, mean, I haven't know? personally done it and I'm going to be the, biggest wreck on this planet when i have to do it to my two taste this one
0: what do you think this is the, i liked it okay this is the vodka one and it is so this one is um
1: it's got a dry aftertaste almost
0: yeah it's cranberry lime and honey so they're all honey it's probably That's, the lime. it's the name you know hive Um, But it says, relax with your hive after a day at work and enjoy Mm. this six times distilled vodka. Mm. So we know it's not uh, Wheatley because that's ten times distilled. This high-quality spirit is infused with cranberry, lime, and organic wildflower honey and is sure to make anyone happy. So this is um, cranberry, lime, honey, and vodka. Uh, I taste the cranberry. This actually isn't too bad. Yep. Uh, the honey is still very, very, very evident yep. to me, and the lime. And then the lime is shows like, at the end. Yeah. But you're right; it is a little bit of a dry kind of.
1: And again, I don't know that I get vodka forward. I, I
0: don't get any vodka. Yeah. The vodka is not very flavorful no. to begin with.
1: But you, you, it would usually show up in a, an ethanol.
0: Yeah, like the little yeah. visceral reaction. Yeah, like Trino will have a um. An espresso martini on a Sunday and said, Oh, that's strong. Like yeah. this doesn't taste strong. Yeah. But it's 7%, so it shouldn't be strong. So Ugh. yeah, it's tough because dogs, man, like you know, Banks didn't quite make it to nine years old. He would have been nine in mm-hmm. a month and a half. And that's tough. Yeah. Because Aspen's 14, she was 14 when she died, or just short of 14. And I, I honestly expected he was a hundred pound dog, and they say that they don't live as long, you know, bigger dogs. So I expected him to not live as long as Aspen, but I expected like eleven or twelve, maybe.
1: Maybe, but I mean, so that was rough. Yeah, it's just what's what's. I mean, obviously, there's the accidental stuff with with dogs, um, but. Uh, it's crazy because like you, you wake up one day and it's all of a sudden it's like whoa you, I didn't notice you have a lump here and it's like
0: well he had a whole it, bunch of lumps but they were all fatty like, like the lumps benign. on the surface if they're squishy they're generally like fatty deposits yeah and every time like Aspen had those banks had those yeah. and they're like so, oh yeah those aren't anything to worry about if they're squishy and they're not hard then those are generally just fatty deposits is
1: what yeah. they tell us but um i think it's just one of those things that i mean it's just like humans too like it just just there yeah you know it's like one one day you're not feeling that great you get some tests and you have cancer you know it's not like a a longer decline
0: right and i think you know the difference is is you realize it a little earlier as a human and and not that you don't, not that dogs don't realize it, but they don't have any way to tell you.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So like you start, to, hey, I'm not feeling so good. A dog doesn't tell you that. You tell, you ask them if they want to go out to eat or go out to take a walk. Then they're like excited and yeah, they're like, okay. they forgot about everything.
1: Yep. Uh, speaking of um, what you've been doing, sorry, I heard my sly on the foodiness and uh but i will say no i will agree a, it was more but i will joke, agree but... i mean i i think the pearl is one of the you know my favorite
0: no you just always make fun of me because like
1: i love cameron yeah. mitchell restaurants but in in yeah. ohio
0: in columbus it's hard to beat a cameron mitchell restaurant
1: 100 because it's you, you have the they're just the, consistent they're very very consistent um and most of the time, every menu item is going to be good. There's a lot of times where you go to places and you're like, I'm going to go here for the burgers or I'm going here for right, the steaks.
0: Right, 100%. You but go there's Cameron multiple Mitchell things place, on each yeah. menu.
1: You go to a Cameron Mitchell restaurant, and it's like you. you could it's get hard it's, to make the decision. It really is because you're like, "Fuck," you know.
0: I will say I go to the Pearl almost exclusively Exclusive for, for the, the burger. burger, but like when, but whenever I will, you switch it up, once you're in a like, while I'll like, switch it up, and I did. Like I think I got the chicken and waffles a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I got the fish and chips a few weeks ago. Like, yeah, it's funny because at the Pearl at Dublin Park, when we walk in now, they always say hi to us yeah. because they know who we are. Sure. And like, there's probably four or five of the wait staff who will come up to our table and ask how we're doing, even if they're not waiting on us that yeah. day, when they, the, when they see uh, us. I so love that feeling.
1: It's little shit like that, that I look forward to the day that I can just be like, and it might, it might happen a little bit more, more often now, but like, I just look forward to being like, Hey, do you want to go to brunch today? And it just, it not being a whole thing thing
0: packing up the kid and yeah right oh, no it,
1: it. <laughs> and that's why more and more we're like hey we've um so jillian's parents have moved into galena and her brother-in-law lives up in uh or my brother-in-law lives up in uh lewis center so they're a good 35 40 minutes from from where i'm at and uh we've kind of hauled the kids up there the last few times and it, it feels like we're packing for a week yeah. Ever both kids need, you know, so, their stuff and, and, and you're just like for yeah. for a day trip. And so more and more tip, we're just like
0: when when Trina and I were raising Brylon, Savannah was eight years older than Brylan, Jacob was six years older than Brylon. Yeah. So we didn't have to worry about them so much. But when we were raising Brylan, her family lived about an hour east in Newark. Yeah. And if we wanted to go do something for a weekend, we'd ask them to watch yeah. Brylin for the weekend, and they would love it. Yeah. So we would take Brylin on a Friday, meet them halfway in, like, New Albany. Sure. Drop him off, give him all his stuff, and
1: then come what pick him up on Sunday. What age you kind of start doing this? Eh, probably about three. Okay. That's where we're kind of at right now. And but so
0: we- – well, and the nice thing about that is because we used to do that, he is so close with his granddad. Yeah. Like his grandfather on Trina's side – and him are very close. Sure. Now my parents they live two hours away, so yeah, we didn't get. Harder. To, so, but they did do a grandma camp every year. Sure. And so my parents used to have a pool. They had to fill it in because it kind of collapsed over one of the years, like one of the walls fell in. Yeah. So they just filled it in. And uh, but up until that point, my parents would take all nine of the grandkids in the same week. That's crazy. It was. Now we didn't get to start doing that until Brylon was probably closer to five. Sure. Um, but like when he was five, you know, all the rest of the kids were like, you know, 13, 11, the kid, they to watch. Yeah. And so they were there and they weren't hard to watch yeah. for them. <clears throat> um,
1: but, um, but I think like the last couple of trips up there just made it. And even when I take, uh, the kids up to my parents, that's a same thing. It's 30, 30 minutes up to Powell.
0: So but when we did that though, it was for a weekend so that we could then yes. have some time to go reconnect do some stuff yes go to dinner go to brunch whatever and then go pick up our yeah. kid at the end but of the weekend
1: we it just kind of reinforces that we want to be on the north side so that we you know not only for the longer stuff but if it's just going over for dinner one night it's it's not a although the drive doesn't really affect it sometimes it does if they if they get wild but like it's more of just like oh hey they're they're 10 minutes away yeah, but in
0: four years that's not going to be anything i know so like you don't have to move north just because four years from now it'll that drive will be nothing. Yeah. They'll have iPads or something in the back. Sure. Like and that drive's not it really that big a deal anyway. But yeah, I mean whatever. If if that's where you want to live, that's where you want to live and you just move. But I don't know. I think the I liked the fact that they were an hour away. Because sure.
1: It's when we dropped them clothes? off, it
0: was they're there for the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. not a hey, hey two hours later. Hey, they're being difficult. Come pick them up. It wasn't yeah. that. That wasn't an option.
1: No, that's nice. It was
0: there for the weekend. Same with my parents. Like, and not that they would have done that anyway because they knew that that yeah right that was my least favorite. I think yeah. And this is so we're we're now drinking the bourbon one, and it's uh, ginger based. Um, <coughs> What do you think of this? To be honest, it's or not ginger based, ro- <coughs> rosemary based. I'm sorry. I feel like the rosemary is too prominent.
1: Yeah, and there's just not. Again, it's like no bourbon. Well, and it says, and I'm okay with the, that with gin, and right, I'm okay with that with vodka with vodka. And, but right. on, on bourbon, like I want to I taste want to a taste little bourbon. bourbon.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. And it's funny because the description says this unique beverage works on two fronts the hardcore bourbon drinkers out there and then it goes to parentheses as you know who you are have sang high praise for our bourbon drink. This cocktail infuses flavors that do not distract from the taste of the Kentucky bourbon <laughs> sourced from Green River Distilling in Owensboro Owensboro, Kentucky. And they have
1: and they have gray bourbon. Right.
0: So for these and what I was thinking is I would actually go in and grab the Green River I have and pour some extra in here to make it stronger.
1: Should we? Should we do you that? Do that right now? Yeah, let, let me, let's go, do, that. Let me go,
0: do that real quick. Hold let's do let's let's <laughs> All right, and I'm back. So I did a little splash, a little splish splash, splash Green River bourbon into our drink so that we can actually get a little bourbon flavor out of this. But I just thought that was funny that it says it won't distract from the taste of the bourbon. I didn't
1: get any bourbon. No. Yeah.
0: The rosemary was way too strong. Um, but then it says, uh, so for these loyal bourbon connoisseurs, the or carnosaurs,
1: carnosaurs. Uh, the flavor shines
0: through. The infusion of the rosemary, lemon, and organic wildflower honey has opened the door to a new audience of bourbon drinkers. Those who preferred other spirits before now have spirited hive bourbon on their list of favorite drinks. So – I will say that I didn't get any bourbon out of this. The rosemary was way too strong. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, and I like rosemary. I, I don't really do. Dislike I dislike
0: think- <clears> rosemary, <throat> but I don't know that I like it in this drink. Yeah. Because I, like you said, I want to taste some of the bourbon. Sure. Sure. All right. That helped.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. But
0: it's still the rosemary is still so strong. It's still so strong. You're still getting a lot of rosemary, right? Um, not as much as before, but it's still really strong to me.
1: God, it's still there, but right. But I'm still now. I on. wonder if the Green River plays into that.
0: You mean like they complement each other well, or it like highlights the rosemary, or what do you mean?
1: Yeah, or it emphasizes the rosemary. Like if if their flavor profile just matches up really well. Yes, and it kind of like explodes it, which I I don't know that you necessarily want to do.
0: Well, it's possible that like maybe a a bartender that uses Green River suggested, hey, rosemary really makes Green River, you know. uh, Do
1: you know what their, um, their mash bill is?
0: it's a rye based I, that makes sense that makes fucking but sense but i do know I, i'm that's pretty pretty what I sure was. Bardstown bourbon company just bought them
1: yeah but that's that makes sense and maybe that's why it's bringing the rosemary kind of so forward it could be you're you're not necessarily like you're you're adding so much um, earthy flavor to something that's already a rye type yeah. earth Spiced up, you know.
0: Yeah, it could. It could be. I, I don't think you're wrong. So, yeah, it's it's just this is probably not, my least favorite. Not my cup of bourbon. And I, and I think it's probably because it has the word bourbon in it. I'm expecting more, and I get less. So, yeah, I think that's my. But the, I, I will say that this helped. Adding a splash of the Green River helped. Um, so that's, a, that's, I think, saving this drink. And I if I move forward and have another, because I've had two of these. There's only two left. If I have any more of these, I'll have to add Green River to it just to make it a little bit more uh, flavorful yep. or bourbon forward, if you will. But yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Again, the rosemary is overpowering, but it, but because of that rosemary, I still get like a crispness, like the, I think that and the carbonation.
1: It, there's also a huge segment of of kind of bourbon drinkers that might love it.
0: I'm not listen. I'm not trying to say that I'm your you're, average also, Joe bourbon drinker because I, I know I'm probably not.
1: Yeah. Um, you're talking to, you know, or you're listening to two people that prefer pretty much everything straight. Neat. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, uh, neat, yeah. this is,
0: this is uh, last week on those cocktails and, and this week on these ready to drinks, these are two things that I would have normally probably not have chosen for myself. Yeah. These were sent to us. Um, as you can tell, we're not being, you know, we're not pulling any punches here, but these were sent to us. Um, that's the only reason I would have them. I'm not going to go buy these at a store. Um, now if they jumped out at me, I might've, but they're, they, I feel like they taste like seltzers and I'm not a huge seltzer
1: fan. I, I, I like them.
0: You like seltzers. I'm just not yeah. a fan of muted flavors and I feel like yeah, seltzers are sh- muted flavors.
1: For sure. That's all. Um, I uh, they serve a purpose of of being a little bit maybe more flavorful than a light beer, sure, um, and easier to drink on a like hot summer day.
0: You know what they remind me of? So when I was a bartender in England, we did these things called shandies. Yeah, and so a shandy. If you've never been to England, or even if you have, like their summer shandies, like they have yeah. the Lighting Kugels sure. summer shandy but generally speaking a shandy in europe or or england specifically was half beer and then half what they called lemonade now their lemonade was like a basically like seven up minus the lime so it was just lemon flavored soda almost yeah um so they would say like i'll take a bitter shandy which would be like a bitter beer with you know half bitter beer half shandy or half lemonade and that would be their Shandy. Or they would just, you know, whatever whatever beer they wanted and they'd say Shandy afterwards, you knew it was just half and half. Sure. And they would do that to be able to have three or four beers at lunch and really only have like a beer and a half, you know. So it was a way to cut down the amount of alcohol they were drinking by cutting it with lemonade, basically. And so they could have three pints of beer or Shandy and only really get a pint and a half of beer, but sure. they'd have three full, you know, glasses. And that was just a way for I think them to to be able to have some beer or beer flavor at lunch and then still be able to go back to work and yeah. be functional. You know what I mean? Sure. So um that's kind of what these remind me of, but even those were more flavorful, in my opinion. Yeah. Those shandies. So
1: I you know, as we've kind of split some of these and, and sitting here like I definitely fueled the alcohol a little bit. Not as much as, you know, if we had a couple of... Full proofs or something. Yeah. Yeah, barrel proofs. But um, it sneaks up on you for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I think your point you made earlier, 100%. You don't realize you're drinking alcohol, and then you have three or four of these, and next thing you know, you've got a little buzz going, you know? Yeah. So I I agree with that 100%. Um, and I think that's... Probably the whole point of these is you're probably just kind of relaxing, drinking some, you know, drinks, and they're refreshing. And then the next thing you know, you're a little tipsy.
1: I liked being in this room tonight.
0: Yeah, this is this is probably my favorite room in the house. Um, I think the guy that's coming is going to add some canned lights up here and make them LED lights.
1: Oh, you should, yeah, for sure.
0: Well, because when this was built. That light was put in before this wall was here. This used to be one big open room. Yeah. And then this became a bedroom for Jacob. Yeah. And that light just stayed there. And it just doesn't really fit where the room is.
1: Did you had you had to walk through his his bedroom every day? To go to work, yeah. I did. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there really wasn't... The only other way to have done it would have been to use that back corner as his bedroom. Mm. And we could have done that, but I honestly so much much duct work in that. Did you
1: have three kids here at one time? Yeah, I I honestly like forget that.
0: So Jacob was here half the time. Yeah. So he was here. He was here every Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. And then every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. And so in the span of two weeks, he would be here seven days. Yeah. So. So he was here half the time, technically. Yeah. Um,
1: and what about Trina's Trina's
0: daughter? She lived with us because her, yeah, her her stepdaughter's dad was never around. Yeah, he would disappear for a year and not contact her. Yeah, I remember one time. I think we were at her sweet sixteen birthday. Maybe I think it was sweet sixteen. And we're sitting at the melting pot. She hadn't heard from her dad in a year. Like, there were legitimate talks of him potentially actually being dead. Yeah. And he calls while we're sitting there at her birthday dinner at melting pot. And she just starts crying. And it basically ruined the whole night. Sure. Like, he's calling, thinking he's doing this good thing, calling her on her birthday. Which, sure, better than not calling her. You know, but we're in the middle of dinner celebrating her birthday. And then she just breaks down, and starts crying. Yeah. Like, and it put a damper on the rest of the night. Sure. I and mean, that's just kind of how it went. Yeah. And then, but it was, that's how it was the whole time. Yeah. I mean, but,
1: I, but I always forget uh, that you did have three kids in here. Yeah. Because
0: there were bunk beds in this room and Jacob and Brylan would sleep in this room. And then Savannah would sleep up in the upstairs room. And, um, yeah, Jacob just preferred it pitch dark, so he loved this room,
1: really, yeah, mm.
0: um, in fact, see that little hole up in the ceiling up there, yeah, that was a screw that held like a, a mesh thing that held all of his stuffed animals from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, that's cool, yeah, um, so that corner was the stuffed animals. this was where his uh his bunk bed fit perfectly between here and that door, yeah. And then he had a, that TV was much smaller. He had a small
1: TV on the wall. So, so my neighbor has a 15 year old, six, no, six, 15 or 16 year old son. You know, and we've been in there for three, four years in this house. And, you know, we were, I was chatting with him the other day and I'm like, like his son's starting to drive and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like your kid was like 10. 2 days ago. It's the weirdest thing, and, man. But I I think at that age, like especially, you know, same thing when I met Brylan when he was like in middle school. I think that like middle school through high school f- phase goes by like that. It does, man. Yeah. It
0: does. Like it, the <sighs> next thing you know, he's graduated and and you're like, "What the hell? Where where the time go?" Yeah. It is crazy. I know I know it's just this it's thing cliche. everyone says. Oh, it goes by so fast, but it it really does. Like, I swear to you, I swear to you, if I honestly, I remember the day he was born like it was yesterday. Mm. And when he was lifting with you, I remember we used to joke around about... Yeah you were Brylin 10 years later type of thing. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. like, Which is probably
1: pretty accurate.
0: So like, because <laughs> no, you guys no would sit over in Project Lift and argue. Yeah. And have these stupid arguments. And I'm just like, and I always forget that. And then like, then he comes down here and I'm like, oh fuck, that's right. <laughs> you guys have this well, little dynamic.
1: Seven, eight years ago? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. It is.
0: When were you coaching Project Lift?
1: Well, I, I came to Columbus in 2015. So,
0: and did you start coaching a project lift right away?
1: I didn't know it was probably maybe six months into it.
0: How did you find project lift? How did that happen?
1: Well, I, I knew about them before I even moved down. It was one of the reasons I, I moved to Columbus, is because I knew I did my USAW certification with Drew. Oh, you did and Mark, yeah. Um, back in like maybe 2012, 2011, something like that. Really, yeah, long time ago.
0: So, that's when. 2012, 2011. You did it with them.
1: Yeah. Wow. When I lived in that was even yeah. before. It was one of the certifications I knew as a as a coach, like a, for as a strength conditioning coach, it stood out. You no, that's a good certification it. to have. Yeah,
0: but that's even before they joined. There's our only gym. yeah. Well Columbus weightlifting didn't join our gym until 2013. No, they
1: were where we did it was at OSU. That's okay. where it, that's where it took place.
0: Well, isn't that where Mark had his little? kind of club at first
1: um i i don't know but but uh i actually came down and visited one time and we were at the ymca oh the y yes no you're
0: right it was the ymca because there's one of the guys who coaches olympic lifting is one of the guys that runs the ymca here in hilliard oh really well he runs the like fitness area. I mm, don't know what his okay. position actually is. I don't know if he still does, yeah. but he, when I first started the YMCA, he was the guy. Yeah. And then I would see him come to our project lift lift uh, you know, meets and stuff like that and I'm just like and I didn't know that's what he did. Sure. It was funny.
1: So yeah, that's um and, you know, at the time, um, I wouldn't say I didn't really have much going for me up in Michigan, but that's not too far fetched. <laughs> um, but it was just kind of, a, a stagnant life. And, you know, my parents had talked highly of Columbus they're like, you, you, there's no reason, there's no way you couldn't get a job down here or just, um, and I had a job up there for sure, but they're like, it, it was one of those things that you could, you could come down and get a job right away, you know? and uh and it's funny like every dude every time that i go back to michigan and i'm like i love the state but fuck metro detroit man it's just uh, i this they is still, so <clears throat> does it still
0: look like a nuclear holocaust in downtown well, I,
1: I, I can't speak on that but i will say that a lot of like the the shit areas of are the shit areas and they are no you know mm, they're the same shit areas as Columbus just older. But you have to so th- a lot of the 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 thing with uh, Metro Detroit is is the city itself is just older than Columbus. So most everything here like the office buildings and and all that like they're so much newer whereas like let's say you go over to like Cleveland Ave and you look at like uh one of those or down a like Broad uh, West Broad, and yeah, yeah, you look yeah. at like uh, the old shopping centers, whatever. That's like what so much of Metro Detroit looks oh, like that's because it's thing. not. So I wouldn't say that new. Columbus
0: is older or newer than Detroit. I would say that Detroit had its heyday. Oh yeah, in the 40s and 50s. Yes, but the whereas new- Columbus just started kind of really picking up in that time. Sure, and Detroit started declining after that. Whereas yeah. Columbus was, you know, on yeah. the rise.
1: And it's nice because. Columbus, what's helped Columbus is it doesn't have a true industry, which is really really. But it has a
0: shit ton of headquarters. Yes, that people just don't even know about.
1: That's good. There's there's no industry here. Yeah, right. right, right. Michigan's very very very
0: based off of automotive. (laughs) Still is, especially Detroit.
1: Oh, it still is. But so a lot of the new areas that you would see of like typical of like Dublin and. Uh, Powell and new um, of that, those are just so far outside of Detroit, like very, very far out. Yeah. Um, they
0: have places like
1: that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You go into nice towns and, oh, and yeah, you're like, sure. oh, they're brand new. You're like, you go by even my hometown, you're like, holy fucking shit, this is all developed now. Yeah. So it is there, but it's like, it's so so far out it, it it's it's like the equivalent of being like up in like marion and being like
0: it's because detroit was just so huge it's huge it's huge but it's fucking huge but, then, and, but that metro area got so yeah. dilapidated and i know they're trying to revitalize sure. it but it was so i remember but, driving through there in the 2000 teens yeah and it honest to God like looks like a nuclear holocaust.
1: It does. It, it, it does. And now they've done a they've done a lot, but it still is like, what the fuck? Now, here's the other thing that I cannot stand, and and there's reasons for it. A lot of it is is the weather. But they are constantly like I sent you the picture. They're constantly ripping not like repaving or doing some renovations they will literally take a major section of the highway completely shut it down and from ground zero just rip it up and do everything and and that that process takes three years like think how long 270 took
0: it's so frustrating imagine
1: imagine if they did that to 270 every three years that's that's detroit they're like we're gonna do six ninety six. We're gonna do two seventy five. They would figure
0: out a way to make better pavement that <clears throat> withstands salt and ice and all that stuff better.
1: Sure, I, I think they have, but I also think a lot of times they understand the like. Okay, so here's a great example of of what I'm trying to say. You get off of um, or right. I want to say it's the light as you're going over cemetery, over 270 and the re the replacing the light poles They're the, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. They're the same fucking poles,
0: but they're angled different.
1: Like so <laughs> fucking ever slightly. And I'm like, in, in one of them, it's literally the same angle. They've just put the, the pole like, like three feet, feet back. back. Yeah Yeah. And I'm like, this is, the government just trying to spend
0: fucking money. Well, and that's, I, I wonder, and that's what was, that was going to be my next thing, is I wonder how much the pavement is just as it is because they know every so many years it's got to be repaired.
1: Yes, and the construction companies that, know, yeah, right. the bigger ones they know, okay, we're going to get this project, like... So, th- that light pole is just the epitome of government, of putting the same fucking light pole, nothing different, five feet further, <laughs> and there's no difference. It's it's not any newer. It's the same one. It just looks like they were like, well, we had 10 grand we had to spend, so we just spent it on a new light pole. It's the or same we'll fucking our, one. Or we'll
0: lose our budget or we'll lose our story.
1: budget. Yes. It drives me <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. So... <laughs> and I and I wonder that with Detroit of like you got but worked up. Yeah, the uh the roads are fucking shit. And a lot of that is the 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 salt that they have to put on the roads and sure. the weather. So I I get that. But man, it's just But so,
0: again, I I think there's got to be some company out there that has figured out a way that hey, we found some
1: salt resistant pavement something. But so so anyway, my point was is, you know, I was going from Troy where a lot of the automotive uh, suppliers are at downside where I was staying in Northfield, and up into that area there's no easy get to and they have 75 absolutely torn up and where it had me kind of get off and take eight mile which stretches forever out right yeah and I was on it for 30 minutes I was on it for 30 minutes but Twenty of that was driving through I'm i t- I'm telling you, twenty straight minutes. Twenty straight minutes on this road was absolute shit. Absolute shithole. And I was just like, I'm like
0: That's kind of the 20, point of the movie. I mean 20 miles that's where he, Eminem grew up. Yeah, but um And how old is that movie? I don't and know. And how old and that movie was I wasn't years aware, after Eminem well, grew up? Let me see where I Eminem's probably in his forties, if not fifty now.
1: Let me see exactly where I got off. At how old is Eminem? I don't know. I'll look that up while you're he's looking. He's like up. he's like forty. He's got to be older than seven. 40. Uh, yeah,
0: he's got to be close to fifty.
1: So seventy-five.
0: He's fifty years old. Jesus. So Eminem's fifty years old. And so that movie that he had that he was in, um, you know, that movie came out in 2002. Yeah. Right. So if he's 15 now, he was 31 then. Yeah. So that movie was when he was 18, which was, you know, 12 to 13 years earlier, 14 years earlier. So it's been What? Uh, twenty, 30, it's been 30 some years since he grew up in yeah. that area and it's still dilapidated and shitty is my point.
1: So, yeah. So where I got off was Hazel park, which isn't, you know, fantastic. And then you drive through basically just South of Ferndale and Oak park, um, you know, kind of by the Southfield area, um, and all the way over, and fuck, you're just like, you know, on paper it doesn't look that far, but God, was it shitty. <laughs> and you're just like, and you're just like 20 miles of that. Not here in Columbus where you kind of go through an area where it's like, eh, it was a rough stretch of two miles, you know? Yeah, right, right. It's like, a long the, stretch. The only equivalent that I could think of is going from like Cleveland Ave, you know, like Cleveland Ave. Going up north-south. Like, North South, yeah, you but know what I mean? It's still
0: not that long of a stretch because as soon as you get to Westerville, it's nice again,
1: yeah, exactly. And it's so I was just like, I'm like, fuck, man, there's no part of me that wants to live in Metro Detroit again. So, speaking of Eight
0: Mile, that's a big cast, yeah. You've got Eminem, obviously, Brittany Murphy, who's now dead, but who's Anth- now dead, Anthony Mackey, Marvel fame, Kim Basinger, Mackay Pfeiffer, Taryn Manning who I, God, I remember fucking thinking Taryn Manning was so hot. Um, but she was almost like a little trashy, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she's 44 now, and she's she's only 5'2". That's funny. But she's uh, 44 years old now. She's four years younger than me. Um, but I just remember when that movie came out, I was just like, yeah, she's pretty attractive. And Brittany Murphy was all the rage at the time. But there's just so many people in that movie that, like, either started or just kept up their you know their fame with that movie and that's just it's kind of funny like that's it was a big cast and it's technically loosely based off of Eminem's life you know um mm-hmm. i know a lot of it's probably accurate and a lot of it's you know uh hollywoodized if you will but uh, i just th- i just think that's funny that um that was probably a movie that was based off of his life in 1992 91 and it's 30 some years later yeah. and that area is still the same way yeah that's just crazy yeah you know cuz usually those areas go through cycles like sure they'll get gentrified or something where there there certainly
1: know, are like i want to say oak park Maybe not Oak Park. Maybe it's Highland Park. I I forget Oak Park or Highland Park. I want to say is um, gentrified a little bit more. Ferndale is a is a mixture because it's just south of Royal Oak, and Royal Oak is a, a super nice area. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I was driving through, and I was just like, "There's no part of me that wants to live there again. Live in this. Well, so
0: there you go. That's part of growing old, man."
1: Let's uh let's
0: wrap this shit up. You, you know, like your, a teenager's you, you dick, let's your, wrap this up. You didn't finish your uh, bourbon drink yet, man. Uh, <laughs> and was that your least favorite? Yes. So if you had to rank these, let's do that. We
1: um I'm gonna go with the vodka. The vodka was pretty good. Vodka vodka, and then I'm going tequila, tequila gin, then I'm going gin, and then, then I'm going bourbon.
0: Surprisingly, bourbon is my least favorite as well. Yeah. Uh, I was Actually, I, these sat around for a while because they never reached back out to me. They sent them to me. I said, hey, I've got them. When do you want to do the podcast? They never replied. So I, they just sat there for months. So I was yep. like, you know what? So I opened them last week with Trina. I was like, you know what? They're not getting back to me, so I'm just going to drink them, see if I like them. Yeah. And I, they were sitting there for so long. I was like, oh. They kind of build up in my mind. you know. And I was so excited to have the bourbon. But then yeah, that rosemary is just so strong. Yeah, it it's so overwhelming. I don't like the choice. You know what? They could have done. They could have put ginger in that one, and it would have been better.
1: So, the next time where we're kind of, I wouldn't say lost in what we should review, um, I'll stop at the store and I'll just grab some of this different seltzers that have bourbon because there's a number of them. There are. And so maybe we can compare just yeah. specifically bourbon. I'll keep, I'll keep two of
0: these back, and then we can yeah. even throw this in. But th- I think w- this is never going to stand up to me the bourbon no. the bourbon one. Yeah, because of the the rosemary, it's just sure. too strong. It's too Absolutely. overwhelming, and I that just that ruined it for me. The rest of them were just right. I th- I thought it was a good mix of all the flavors for the rest of them, but this one the rosemary is just too way too strong. Um, but yeah, I. Outside of that, I think I liked all of them, um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the vodka one, the tequila one, the gin one, probably in that order. Sure. And then I, I, I would say it was a pretty big jump down to the bourbon one, to me, but I think that's uh, that's good. We, we finally got Tyler's voice back on the uh, podcast, so that's good. Um, join us next week when we talk about who knows what uh, yeah. We'll see Maybe we'll see. maybe we'll do a seltzer episode with Tyler And <laughs> figure out what's going on But no, I think we're going to have Jason C on next week We might be on Tyler's uh, patio next week Or on his uh, deck. Nice. deck Hey, can you make What'd sure be? that you trim back the shrub So that your deck looks a little bigger Yeah When we get there Yeah, it's a big deck Yeah, and send me a deck pick before we, uh, before we come over Sure I, I want to see that Uh, but join us next week when we have another podcast Uh, should be a good time Tyler has promised that he was going to like smoke out some meat for us before we come over so uh, that'll be good and uh, (laughs) he's not even paying attention to me but uh, thanks a lot guys for joining in and uh, we'll see you next week thank you see ya